I want to say we're not on Tatooine for very long. There's a fire truck going by and it's picking up in the recording. It's all good, dude. It adds a little bit of sparkle to this podcast. Keep going. I don't think it does. I think it adds what I would call unprofessional standards. And I'm going to wait for the truck to go by. That's for bringing the party to you. Reddit, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Comic Splash Pod. My name is Jack, joined here once again by Tyler. And today, I'm sure you all could have guessed that we were going to be coming out with this one, but we've got the Kenobi review, which I really did enjoy this one, Tyler. I, I'm, I'm curious to get what your thoughts were about it. And uh, yeah, what what what'd you th- what'd you think? I'll go right in with my rating. We got the yeah, right five star, classic five-star rating for TV shows, even though these Disney Plus shows are basically movies just stretched out. Before we really get into it, I do want to say thank you for always reminding me about the rules of the rating system, because even I don't fucking know it. <laughs> I got the rules. I always know. It's like you do. You got the, you got the book of the rules. Whip out the, the rules book. I always know five-star TV shows out of 10 for, for movies, though there's not much to it beyond that because the actual decision on the ratings tends to not be very consistent i'm sure there yeah. are things that i've said so far that i said i liked more than something else and i probably didn't match the rating well if there's but, been a running joke of this podcast it's how shit our rating system truly is <laughs> I was gonna say, but it's like a nice little quirk to the pod that i enjoy yeah, it's not going away system is terrible but i'm gonna i'm gonna go right out with the rating i'm gonna give it a Three and a half stars, which sounds harsh, but I enjoyed it. What are you giving it? I legit three and a half stars. So we're in sync. Yep, we're in sync on this one, I think. I'll explain why the three and a half. And I think it could have been, honestly, this show had the potential to be like four and a half if they had made it a movie for me. I think they had a good story here, but they like had to force it to be a show. Yeah. And I think it suffered from that because some of the earlier episodes, like episode one for me was good. Then like two and three had some moments where I was like, eh. And then, like, the end was really strong. The last episode I loved. I liked the, like, bait and switch with the ship and seeing Darth Vader rip it out of the sky. That stuff was yeah. cool. But then there were some lows in the show. Like, the part where – I know the internet's ripping on it, but it's totally fair to rip on. The part when, like, Leia's, like, under the trench coat. Like, what am I What am I watching? Like, is this yeah. – I feel like a Disney Channel TV show, like The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody met Star Wars. I was like, this is just too – too much at times and i feel like those moments only happen because they had filler in this in this show because i felt like they yeah had, they had a good story like the good plan was like you don't know what happens during this time period you just think he's like watching over luke and i was really intrigued by the idea of they were like well actually leia gets kidnapped and obi-wan basically has no choice but to leave luke and go go save her and i thought yeah. the reva character was very interesting i like the idea of like the I thought it was weird that she gets like stabbed in the chest and lives like she was like eight. But but besides yep. that, that's like one of those things that's a knock on it. I really like the idea of the arc of like a Jedi that survived Order 66. But most of them like stay good. But this is someone who like basically turned evil because like she had so much hatred from basically Anakin killing everyone she ever knew when she was yeah. eight. And that was cool. If you like that quirk, watch Rebels. <laughs> exactly. I have started watching Rebels, actually. I just haven't gotten through it. But I guess where where it suffered for me was like they had to have too much like, 
Leia was stolen. She's back. She's stolen again. She's back. Yep. And now here's the Darth Vader fight. Like it felt to me, if you had just removed that like double, she's been stolen. You make this a movie and you kind of move through it quickly. And the first half of the movie, it's a little bit slow. And it's about Obi-Wan Kenobi, like in post-Empire world, having like no hope, basically. I like that scene with the Jedi where he's basically like, get the fuck out of here. Go like, away. Like I, I'm on lost. mission right now. He's like, you, <laughs> we lost, you idiot. Like just go die. I thought that was great. And it's like, to me, if you had just had her get kidnapped and the Grand Inquisitors brought like her to their their base and it had basically just gone from there on and you do everything else that happens in like the last few episodes and you make this like a two hour and 45 minute movie which i always say i don't like like three hour movies but you know what this is star wars and like this is basically people love four five and six people now and they're all about that length i think what is it episode five is like two hours and 40 minutes or something yeah, exactly. And like the people love the prequels too. And it's like, so it's fair to give an, a movie in between with like that type of runtime because it's not like a brand new story. It's like, we know these characters and we love them. So we want to see more. And to me, if they had done that, it would have been much better. But there was just too much drag where I felt like in between some episodes, I was like, come on, get get to the point. Because it felt like they, they I could imagine the the board pitch they were like we're gonna have them fight again and everyone was like <laughs> billions of dollars done dollar signs they That's were like, you needed yeah and then they were like now how do we make it happen and they were like well let's kind of drag out a show so that we could have a cool ending and that to me took a little little luster from the uh the show but that that's my take i'm I'm interested to hear what you think yeah i think a big reason why i'm coming down hard on the show is that you mentioned like the pacing problem where it feels like events are happening in different parts of the story that are just the same event and i think you picked Mm -hmm. up on that immediately with that like kidnap scene where Leia is kidnapped and Obi-Wan goes and gets her and then she gets kidnapped again. If I were to change that and this would increase my rating, have Bale already know about the path and have him be sending Tala to be like, hey, someone kidnapped Leia. We know this isn't safe for you to do. So these are people that smuggle Jedi and she's bringing him the message and then start ramping up with the Inquisitors where like the day she's getting the message, we see the Inquisitors kill that other Jedi. Then we really start like cluing in on stuff like, okay, with that, once we've made that change, we can have Leia get kidnapped maybe at the end of that episode or like middle of the first episode is where we hit that planet that I forget the name of it, but the first one they go to where Ewan McGregor's daughter tries to sell Obi-Wan Spice and like the culmination of that episode leading into episode two is she's kidnapped by the Empire. Like, okay, stakes are raised. This is how Darth Vader finds out. We still get a fight scene between the two of them in episode two. But then I think I don't even remember really if you had to like press me like the show ran together in a way that I think is really good, but it makes it hard for me to have to recount it here. I think the end was so strong that the like middle and beginning feels a bit like blur. Yeah, I think a lot of it. I come down hard on that farm planet where they meet the guy who's driving the truck and like, it's a high tension scene and I'm glad it's there, but I wouldn't like, it wouldn't hurt me to not have it. I'd just be like, Oh, they didn't have that. We get a lot of good characterization through it, but these are characters we know. You don't necessarily have to do that. I came down hard on Batman for not doing it, but 
again existing universe we know everything that everyone's doing here yeah that's different though because they're remaking batman they're not continuing the same story like this yeah i want them to change stuff this is episode three and a half like this isn't a reboot of star wars which is why i agree with you it's okay to be like you know these characters but i don't know it was just to me like you could have taken either direction you could have added way more to this show and made it like an eight or ten episode show because i do think it benefited from some of the pacing of like Getting an episode just where it finishes on Darth Vader being like a psycho unbeatable and killing yeah. everyone, just killing was, children indiscriminately because he knows Obi Wan's around. Yeah. He's got that sniff. He's in got the movie, Jones. <laughs> in a movie that might not have hit as well, because what you'd end up having basically is like this just jump cut to the next scene, and it would have just like there would have been no weak wait in between. So that's like one of the perks of television. But at the same time, like it still felt to me like it could have been a movie. Like you could have gone either way and made it faster and better and cut, cut out a few of, of these things. Swaps. And it's a movie. Yeah, I think episode four where they're stuck on that, like farming planet or that might be episode five, the one before the last one. Perfect. Yep. When they're on Jabim and they're being like sieged down. Yep. Perfect episode for me. Same with the last one. Great pacing, great stakes, great everything. It's just those first three or four episodes. It could have really, I, I, I say a lot. To, it needed some more time to cook. Put put this yep. back in the oven. But yeah, that, that's what I would have changed. But I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here, Tyler. So I'll turn it back over to you. What was your favorite part of the show? And I don't think you can say the final fight because I'm pretty sure we both loved that. Yeah, that's totally cheating. I'll, I'll pick a different <laughs> part. Give me a second to think. Um, honestly, I really, as, as much as I want to pick like the part where Darth Vader just like choked out that kid and murdered everyone in the village, I actually really liked the beginning of the show when the Jedi finds Obi-Wan and he's just like, get out of here, you idiot. Like, we are dead. We lost. Give up. We lost. We're dead. And I am on the most important mission the Jedi have ever given me. Yeah. And but like at that point, it didn't even seem I mean, he he definitely wanted to train Luke, but like, yeah, he didn't seem like he had any thought that they were ever going to win. (laughs) Like, he was defeated and he should be because of how episode three ends. And I really liked that. Like seeing the montage of just him stealing a little bit of food, trading the Jawa for some dirty parts. It's like a little bit of stuff. I liked seeing like the defeated warrior arc there. It was like, you lost man. Like you got absolutely wrecked. You have to pick your life up and rebuild it because you guys didn't win. And that's that just something... wasn't Obi and Kenobi. You know what I mean? Like saying yeah. like no to the person in need. This is not him. So it was interesting to see that character just like done. It. You know what it reminded me of? Those scenes in in like a detective or like a police movie where like someone's undercover and they see like their old partner and it was just like, hey, I like you. I know you. I want the best for you, but I can't know you right now. And I can and will kick your ass to keep my cover here. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was really good characterization. It shows like a real, like an actually good growth of that character. I think I was afraid that they were going to be coming into it with Obi-Wan just being like static. You know, when we love him, this is Obi-Wan from the prequels again, baby. And I'm glad they didn't do that. You know what it felt to me? Like this was a, a better version of what the sequels tried to do with Luke. Yeah. Luke that we didn't leave on him having reason to be defeated. And they yep. wanted to have that arc of like the destroyed Jedi who's given up on life basically. And Obi-Wan Kenobi had like the good reason behind it. So it felt right and it felt good. And it's like, this is what the sequels would have been if they this had. This is what would have happened to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. It's good. 
Yeah, I like that. Definitely agree. Huge agree there. I think, yeah, it's a it's just a great character moment where it's like, no, he's grown. We get that in Rebels, too, but you've you've said you're watching that. So I won't I won't clue you into my take on that until after you've watched it. But look forward, look forward to that one, Chief. My favorite part, it does come in the final fight, but it's not the final fight itself. And it's where, you know, Obi-Wan gets his power amp, he throws the mountain at him and then cuts his helmet. And we see Hayden Christensen under there. We hear him and James Earl Jones like speaking back and forth. And he goes like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for any of this to happen to you, Anakin. And Darth Vader goes like, no, you didn't do this. This was all me. I made this decision. Like, fuck you, basically. I'm doing this because I want to, not because you failed me. Like, I am my own creation. And there's so much you can read into that if you come at it the angle of, all right, Anakin's still in there. We can see him now. We can hear him. And he's he hates Obi-Wan, but there is that little bit. And the Emperor comments on it at the end of the show, where yep. he's like, I'm not sure that you've fully committed to this. That like does kind of feel bad for what's happened. He is a, a creation of tragic origin where he knows that he betrayed everyone he ever knew and fucked up. And it didn't work. he thought he was doing it for a good reason. And it just kind of got away from him because... He was seduced by the power of, you know, the dark side and all that. And now that he's like getting away from that, it felt like he was like, all right, I can't let Obi-Wan carry this weight around forever. And that's when Obi-Wan makes that switch of like, I don't have to save Anakin anymore. He's not there. This is Darth Vader. I'm not even going to respect him. Like, I'll see you again, Darth. Yeah, that was great. The lighting that scene too is incredible. How they had like his helmet broken and they kept switching in between like his voice and James Earl Jones voice. And when he was like, when you recognize Anakin, the light glows blue. And when he's like accepting that he's Darth Vader, it glows red. That was one of like the best shot scenes I think there's really been in Star Wars. It was really good. Disney has been doing a lot with blue and red lighting. They did it in Soul, which I don't think you've seen. But that was the uh, Soul. Funny enough. You have oh my God, dude. The scene in Soul where he's talking to the mom and the light shifts blue fucked me up. That's such a good lighting shift in an animated thing. And Disney has just been doing that all over the place. Never would have guessed Soul would come up in the Obi Wan Kenobi review, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, here it is. They did it in the, I mean, the lighting in the sequel movies was also incredible. They did a really good job. I feel like today- The thing is, lightsabers are casting light now, and they really didn't before. Yeah, and I liked it. Like, there was a scene in this uh, show where, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi is in, like, the dark in the um, the Imperial base, and, like, the lights go out, and you just see, like, his lightsaber light up, and he, like, marks one of them, and then it lights up again, and he gets the other guy. Like, the lighting yeah. is good now. But I have- a thought here hear it. that I just kind of realized when you were talking about that final scene. And I just remembered because you sent this to me in Discord, which was like basically that fight scene, but with the uh, episode three score. Yes. The music in this show, kind of a flop. Mid. Score was very mid. It's not. I kind of expected more. They have they have their director, or not the director, their composer for Mandalorian. And I don't think he scored this one, but Mandalorian has kind of been the best for Star Wars music so far, I feel. Because... Yeah. I mean, we know John Williams isn't going to be doing it forever. Yeah. But yeah, I would agree. You have the the kick to it. It, And it's one of the things you need Star Wars to have, right? Like, you can't just have, like, oh, Mm -hmm. music was kind of bad. Like, no, that's actually what made the entire series, and no one would have watched it if the music wasn't good, pretty much. It's literally true. And uh, the other thing that really 
the, when I first watched that fight scene, everyone was freaking out about it. My first take was actually like that was kind of meh. Yeah. And it was because I didn't like the environment and I didn't like the music. It didn't have like episode three had a much more intense environment because they're on like Mustafar with a lava and they're fighting all over the place. Yeah. This one, like I, I see why they did it because they really wanted to have like it was basically so they could do the lighting stuff because they like they do wanted that. it they wanted it to be in the dark but they needed more than just like we're on the stalagmite freaking <laughs> we're in rock zone just, like yeah where everything's just a rock yeah <laughs> it's like we need a little more going on there it was just like a kind of lame environment and the music didn't really match the moment but the fight was so good that it like didn't matter and. The ending was so good that it didn't matter, but that was like a little nitpicky thing for it's me. It's that thing. It's like it doesn't matter, but when you comment on it, it's like, oh, but I'd be remiss not to mention this. Yeah, which was a little disappointing. Yeah, but I would agree. Overall, not bad. Just that's what Star Wars to me. Like that's like peak Star Wars is the score being amazing, but it just didn't didn't have it for didn't me. Didn't have time. it for me, and that's I guess yeah. okay. But I mean, for something as big as Kenobi, it kind of had to pull out all the stops. Yeah, and I want to I want to shift here now that now we're talking about Star Wars in general. I for me, I was thinking about when I was writing this show, what would I rate it? And what I first thought was, I think I have a different scoring system for Star Wars, which is a lower bar. Yeah, and I don't think I used to have that. Like even in the prequels, I was like, all right, Episode Two is like not the best. I was not a big the fan. Sequels kind of fucks us up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the sequels are like just really made me kind of jaded against Star Wars. And then Mando kind of brought it back, and this was good. But, like, there is a feeling to me in Star Wars that, like, Star Wars is, like, a runaway train of a mess right now. Yeah. And they're creating a lot of content. And I'm getting kind of empired out. I really think the, like, IP as a whole could benefit from just leaving this time period and going way before. Or way after. Or way after. Yeah. And not everything has to be shitty space junk. Like we can have futuristic Star Wars where it's like the High Republic and everyone has lightsabers and every like you know what really made me realize that was the showing back when it was like Attack the Clones. Yeah. Like them in the back, Coruscant looked amazing. Yeah. With like modern CG. Star Wars could look insane. But instead, they like they're obsessed with tattooing. They, they choose to like nothing. be in the shitty desert or on like rock zone. It's all, they and that's do. something I'm Episode so Seven desert. got right. Yeah, kind of because they are still on Jakku. <laughs> they are still on Jakku, which is also a shitty desert. I would actually say I thought you were saying Episode Eight for a second. I liked Episode Eight and because the sequels that was itself basically have hot. really good, I think, environments. They do, but it, even then, it was still like dingy. Everything's broken. I liked in episode eight when they go to like the casino world, and it's like a we rich, need cool more of place. the casino world. And Mando's kind of yeah. given that to us, where we saw like Ringo yes. Vindo, the Ring Planet, and then like mm-hmm. all these other spots where one's just kind of like a desert. We need new biomes. We don't need every story yeah. to start in a desert. It's fine if it doesn't. And we need new time periods. Yep, all these characters having to constantly overlap is good and i love the fan service i do i i it gets me every time and i enjoy it but like give me something new and i just don't like like mando to me was something new because it was a kind of an unexplored time period that we didn't really have much because the 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 sequels skip like way ahead right yeah. and like that's kind of where kenobi fit in was like a bit of a in-between zone which is kind of an interesting story that hasn't been told yep but now we've gone straight from the prequels to the sequels and all time has really been explored. And I just don't understand. Like, 
Marvel's now doing it with the multiverse, right? Marvel had this beautiful timeline that like matched like real years and movie releases. And they told their story that they needed to tell in it. And now they're un- unleashing the multiverse because they're like, we don't have to stay in this little bubble. Like we can expand and do some crazy stuff. Yeah. And Star Wars could do the same. Star Wars is an infinite galaxy. Like just you could still be in the same time period and zap over to like the outer what like the outer rim. That's the other like, thing. I mean, They're so afraid of being of having like timeline overlap. Like you can have something yeah. happen for me between like episode five and six, where we hear about the rebellion like either winning or losing, but we don't know like any of the main major players with the characters we're looking at. And I think Rogue One was almost good with that, but it has the same thing. It's like, well, we can't overlap with episode four. We can only come right yep. up to where it starts. Like, And it's happening in the same system of planets, though. What I'm saying is like, there's nothing to stop them from just being like, we are 10 billion light years to the right. Yep. We're 10 billion <laughs> years to the right. And over here, the planet is like a city that goes upwards and downwards, and there is no planet. It's just floating in space. They could do Game of Thrones, where like you have Westeros, and then you go across the sea, and it's almost like an entirely different world. Like they have different like how actual planets different work. Cares. <laughs> exactly. Like they're not everyone. It's Star Wars is so monoculture grounded in these same like core planets, core characters, and I just think like get out of there and give just give someone with some. They need like a Marvel's done it with certain like characters. Give some f- creative directors a chance to like take Star Wars into a different direction. I mean, I think the reason they're not going to do it is because Ryan Johnson tried to do that with Episode Seven, and everyone hated him because and of reasons. Everyone murdered him because he tried to do anything different. Yep. But at the same time, I thought that was warranted because they're still in the same stupid story in the same stupid universe. It's like, but if you had given him a movie where he could do something like that outside of it, and it had. It didn't need to rely on the previous movie or the next movie because I think that was really the problem was the timeline just like didn't make sense after all three of those movies came out. They just felt like random movies. But you could have some really interesting Star Wars happen. Like the Clone Wars does it with like different arcs, like the Mortis arc. That's where they're like, getting there are, there are literally like mythical force planets out there with like higher beings. And it's like we're still on a desert every 10 minutes like kicking cans over and flying around in like the old broken speeder. It's like fighting the worm (laughs) yeah just give me something new give me something new and you mentioned it again like clone wars happens between like two movies that is the in-between of attack of the clones and revenge of the sith that is that's perfect that's exactly where like that's where interesting stuff is happening in this story like they're not making movies because it's oh you know it's kind of a boring time frame like this isn't george r R. martin and the cool stuff happened in the past and we're living in the aftermath of that like no we know what's going on in some of these time frames and you've done enough now that we know how we got there. Show me what happens in between. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like Rogue One where it ends with literally a scene from the other movie. Like it's okay for things to happen in a vacuum in these in-between years that are not, not everything is like a galactic story. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I think that's what Mando is really good about. It's like, it's it's like a meme. It's like, oh no, we we run out of milk. Have to go get the milk. Go the milk. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's okay if the story is just like a small story. Not everything needs to be like. Sometimes you like, just truthfully, need milk. even just having like one imperial general. It's like a dick. Is like fine. Like for a storyline, it doesn't. He doesn't need, need to, to be, be like a galactic level evil. He's just like a bit of a no. cock. <laughs> yeah, it's like show me something like that. It's like that's okay. Yeah, it's good. But. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's my that's my take on, on on the state of Star Wars. I just hope we we get 
I just don't want to feel jaded because even when things are good right now, I still feel jaded. Yeah. And I think it's just a bit of fatigue from the past like seven years of Star Wars. Like it's just been an up and down roller coaster. And to me, overall, this was a win. This was, a, I literally said to you before I watched this, I was like, if they botched this show, I was like, this might kill Star Wars for me. I was like, it might be done. I don't think yeah. I'll watch anymore. And it didn't do that. It was good. I liked it. But they're still teetering way too close. And I think they, they need a breath of fresh air. Well, I think you'll be happy. The next mainline movie series for Star Wars has Taika Waititi attached. That's sweet. Didn't they? I thought they scrapped that, though. No, that's still happening. Maybe that, wasn't that Ryan Johnson's They scrapped Ryan Johnson's trilogy scrapped. and gave it to Taika Waititi. Yeah, the other thing Which, I don't believe is even that that's happening because Star Wars keeps promising like 95 things and they just I swear to God, they say it to see what sticks and if people say they don't like it before it even comes out, they just scrap they it. They scrap it. And it's so cowardly, right? Like It really is. Let's, fans let's, are not always right in the in the, in the draft. Not room. even like that. They act like You're they, not supposed to give fans exactly YouTube. what they want. Like no, that's boring. They don't know what they want. Yeah. They don't know what they don't have. Exactly. Like I could be like at the end of episode five, like, oh, what happened? What has to happen next is Darth Vader has to come back to the light side and help Luke defeat the Emperor because it's that. And like, if that happened, that would be a shit movie. That would that'd just be exactly. bad. You'd ruin the villain. Or I want Mace Windu to come back alive. It's like cool. You've ruined the stakes of episode three. It's dead now. Yep. Like, shut up exactly. for a little while. Listen to your creative directors. Yep. Take some damn risks and don't retcon everything. Yeah. Like it's just. And, like, one of the big beefs I did have with Kenobi was, like, everyone apparently can just be stabbed in the chest and just, like, walk it They off. did like make lightsabers not. feel a little weak. And, like, that's but I was fine. thinking when you said that. I was thinking when you said that. Star Wars is a show of lightsabers being weak. They're really strong, and then they're really weak when they need to be. Like, the thing that Anytime doesn't kill it's Reva. someone else that has one. The thing that doesn't kill Reva is the exact move that kills Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, what the hell? <laughs> literally, literally the exact same move. But you know what it is? It's like lightsabers are weak when the other person has a lightsaber for the most part. Yep. It's like if you have like a blaster, you get absolutely owned. If you have a lightsaber, it's like you can, all, you can just kind of eat it. It's nothing. Like it was sick when it was just Darth Maul being like, I used all of the hatred I had in my body to stay alive after you cut me in half. And now it's like, oh, I got stabbed and it laid me up for a minute. And then I was good. They tried to do that in this show with like the Inquisitor being like, you know about hatred using hatred to live. Such a will to live. Like, I like that. Like, I like that line. Like, I really like the word. I like that line. I just didn't stop, like it. Stop falling back on the same two storylines which is someone has so much hate in their body that they persisted and lived and someone was evil and decided to be good in the end like pick a new storyline i'm so tired of it exactly it's just uh, yeah. but in usual fashion jack and tyler explain how they like to show and then proceed to rip on yep. it for about 30 minutes for, uh, almost exactly 30 minutes now <laughs> But you know, I still, I still, I still really liked the show. I was like, I, it gave me a lot of things that I wanted out of it. It was good. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. But you're ready, showing signs of bad habits, and they are going to be broken. Exactly. We just need, we just need that break free moment where they create something new, and I hope it comes. Exactly. But I think that that might do it for us here, Tyler. So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and sign us off. So thanks, guys, and I think we can catch you on the next one, right? What's coming up next? I think technically Doctor Strange, because <laughs> we still oh, have to edit right. that we episode. Strange. So this is this is the explanation. Up next is technically Thor, but Doctor Strange needs to be released, and then you will get. We will not reference that Thor is coming next in the Doctor Strange pod. We will actually. I think we reference that Kenobi's next. I'll add a. I'll add a retcon. Y'all will see. But God, that that pod's a mess. <laughs> 
bit of a mess. <laughs> but uh, see you in the next one. See you later.